0: It's called Take Off Your Clothes, by the way. It was actually written by Jim Fenable. You can find it on Holding Space. Love it. On iTunes if you're interested. Huh. Um, and uh, la 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 la, thank you for listening today. Um, you know, we like to entertain you and hopefully inspire you a little bit on the way. I'm a psychologist, a life coach, an author, and mother of two beautiful girls. If I do say so myself. Um, if you ever want to write to me and ask me an advice question, I'm full of free advice. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Sophie Venable, or you can email me at makeyourlifefabulous at gmail.com. I would be happy to answer your questions in a future show. I'm full of it, so hit me up. <laughs> there you go. You're full of it in I'm a good way. Co- completely. <laughs> no. I got my buddy here. My show buddy's here. Yay. Yay! She was here for the last episode. And I'm super lucky because she's amazingly intelligent and lovely and um, has actually read my book and wants to talk about it a little bit. But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, right now, please welcome the lady with the sultry voice, a second grade teacher, mom, and singer in a band called Punch the Clown. She's here with us again, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Anderson. Woo! Thank you, everybody. How are you? Are you Hello so good? again. I you am got fantastic. At the yeah, I got, you know what? Yeah. I love that song. that so was Jim's? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a good... Good, good tune.
1: Yeah, Actually, there's a few nice songs on that album.
0: That. It's called Holding Space that are uh, really good to work out to. If you can't get through the last 10 minutes of your workout, you should listen to um, Jack in the Club. That'll just whoosh, yeah, get you going. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I it's love good. it. Can you, get it, on, uh, you can get it on? You can get on iTunes. iTunes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, um, it's it's a very interesting album. It's an electronica album, his first album, and it's like kind of like strange. You either love it or hate it. But mm-hmm. um, most people say I love to clean the house to it or exercise to it. It's like really Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, yeah, I had a lot of fun working on that
1: with him. Like I don't know, it was wild. Mute back. the videos and wa- just listen to music, which is my thing. Once you get the exercise videos down, you don't oh, need to listen
0: to the directions. Yes. I play music. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good idea because their music you know, kind of, that's always sucks. One of the I really like about this uh, it's, it's actually like a it, it, Bob and Julia Powers they're like champion ballroom dancers they did these uh, a series of DVDs I wish I could remember the name right now I'm totally plugging it for them um, but the music is cool because it's mostly like drums you know and when it's Ooh. when it's when it's that you know you, you don't really get sick of it you just feel yeah. the rhythm you know and I really appreciated that that it wasn't I love that you know, yeah, so I've actually gone cool. to dance classes that had someone drumming I
1: love that <laughs> it was, I love that at first I thought with the, with the No, the super but cool.
0: No, it was fantastic. Yeah, my friend Jelena, who's an incredible belly dancer, she, she would bring in live drummers a lot for her classes, too. It's yeah. such a great super idea. Cool. Super cool. Yeah. Belly dancing is one of those awesome hobbies that you can just do and and enjoy and not be good at and just get in touch with all things – Feminine about yourself, yes, Super and cool. let
1: go of your your
0: the critic of your body. Yeah, oh yeah, that is like so the awesome. body acceptance dance form. It's awesome. My <laughs> sister started belly dancing um, late in life, and oh my god, she's a natural. It's amazing to watch her. It's so cool. It's so cool. So yeah, so we're gonna yeah we we have spent the last episode just talking about you know dance and creativity and feeding your soul and. Making time for that, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I'm going to share with you, though, because I thought you might find this. This is a segment I like to call random shit from the internet. Ooh. (laughs) I I love random shit from the internet. I found a list of the top 10 romantic foods. And I got to say, I was a little dumbfounded by some of them. Number one being asparagus. What? What? Right? It apparently stirs up the lust in a man and a woman, according to... Asparagus, <clears throat> an English herbalist. Tell of your, me what's hot about the smell of your pee know, of after your, you eat asparagus? Because um, that is just foul. Because that's the only thing anybody thinks of when they're eating asparagus it's, it's, is that my later my pee is going to smell, smell foul. funny, right? So and then be sort of fascinated how quickly it smells funny, like it's just the whole you and how long it takes for the asparagus to run itself out of how, your system. <laughs> do, like how could this possibly? I just think well, this that's guy, interesting. This is 17th century shit, you know. So. <sighs> Whatever. You know how you know how you they know, were back yeah. in the 17th you know, century. If I did live then, I don't really want to remember it. Yeah, because... shit was weird back then. Well, and smelly. Very smelly. You know? It's just, I don't know. That's yeah. not sexy to me. I like a clean man. Clean no. man out of the shower? I ay, ay. No, no. You That's... didn't have that in the 17th no. century. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And um, number two was almonds. Um, almonds. Which is interesting. Apparently, Samson wooed Delilah with the... Uh, Almonds. I do think about like, you know, just when you eat nuts and you get stuff in your teeth and it just doesn't. So do you think it was rare to find almonds? They so might have that been was... special. Yeah. You know, maybe they were special nuts. It's like exotic. exotic. It was an exotic food then. Yes. Yeah. Huh.
1: Huh. yeah. Almonds. Yeah. Maybe it's the shape too. I don't know. They're like uh, womb shaped? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just thinking. <laughs> I don't know. We're stretching here. And then number three. three Smoked was... almonds are especially sexy.
0: Yeah, baby. Spicy.
1: Smoky.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you just keep talking. Just tell us a bedtime story, <laughs> Hillary. Just keep talking.
1: Is it my soul voice? No. <laughs> Smoked almonds.
0: Now I want some almonds. All right, yeah. so... You really should make a living at that. Um, it's my second right. job. Yeah, I know. If teaching fails, though, Yeah, on. you just got to back lines. it up with the. <laughs> the remember the 900 number? Oh, oh, back in the day when people that's had phones. It's quaint now. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> right? I mean, now they have, like, uh, they have uh, cameras that they talk into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, truffles are number three. And I don't mean like chocolate truffles because that could maybe get me going, oh. but um, but the mushroom, you know, truffles. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know. Ew. Is it the truffle oil? Is I, it the I whole said truffles? Huh. I, I just can't see feeding my lover. I like, don't think I've uh, ever had a no. truffle. I've had mushrooms.
1: No, How you know, would I, I, think know the I've, I think I've
0: only had them on top of a. I ordered some sushi once that had like a truffle on it. Oh. Came to find out it was twenty four dollars an order. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it tasted like an incredible. Steak or something. This piece of sushi with this truffle huh. on it tasted like, like I s- just, it, it was, it was like, wow, this is like a different thing. This isn't like sushi. It tastes like steak. It was incredible. And then um, somebody at the table ordered another order, which tallied up forty eight oh dollars on our. Oh my bill. god!
1: Yeah. So I know. So rare. that will be ordered again. Yeah, that will yeah, be on yeah, the no, list. No, it's very, like a portobello must- mushroom. Then. Yeah, but Rich like and ten times the price. But. my Yeah, I know.
0: That's crazy, Ridiculous. (laughs) That's unacceptable. And then there's Chili Peppers. Gets the blood flowing. I could see that. I have heard that too. Mm -hmm. Okay, now here's one that really surprised me. (laughs) Watermelon, nature's Viagra. What? That's what it said. Nature's (laughs) Viagra. The citrulline is a phytonutrient found in the fruit, and it has the power to relax the blood vessels in a manner similar to the prescription erectile medication. I know. It's mostly in the white part of the flesh. Which, uh, which nobody really. Which nobody, well, actually, tries I to like eat. that part, actually. Do you? I do. It's, it's like kind of crispy and cold. but I like jicama too. You know, I oh, like okay. That so you kind like of, that kind of freshening. Yeah, sort of thing. I like that. But, okay, uh, that's a really odd but one. But isn't too. that interesting? Yeah. I know. Is
1: that why it's so popular at picnics? People don't realize they're getting sexually aroused, but
0: this this conversation is so stimulating. All of a sudden, stimulating, and you're eating that like pink fleshy stuff, and I don't know. Let's run around. Let's run around, which is uh, brings me to figs, which are apparently a sexy little fruit associated with girl parts and fertility. Mm -hmm. I see that at at uh, in ancient times, by Greeks considered more precious than gold. Wow, I know. I I I, I love figs. I love them. They're yeah. very, you know, my like I said, my mom's Armenian. My grandpa had a fig tree. And, oh, that's you know, right. Just, yeah, all that stuff. Um, no, figs are
1: good. Never really
0: thought of them as a sexy little fruit, but now I might. Gosh, that's funny. Look, uh, what would you put on your list? Like if you were going to uh, guess what a sexy, a
1: sexy food is? Well,
0: it's uh, the, the the first thing that comes to mind is actually number nine. I'm almost there. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but we'll get. Oh, back oh, to Oh, it that. is. Yes. So then yeah, you, you is. have one it on is. this list. But okay, I mean, I, but I sort of think of. I I think of. Um, just food in general, um, I, I sort of think of presentation. Like, mm. you know, when you when you go out and you eat sort of lovely food, you know, kind yes. of like sushi and whatever. I don't feel like it's an aphrodisiac of sorts in the sense that the food itself is affecting me chemically. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised that that foods would do that because anything that makes you feel good, sure. which in that case, you know, coffee would be an aphrodisiac for yes. me. <laughs> it sure gives me a lot I mean, of energy kinda, to get kinda kinda to it. Is, and I love the smell of it and I love everything. You know, like yes. you kind of, it's like a sensual experience, yes. you know. So I feel like, you know, lovely, sensual food, you know, is is an aphrodisiac, you know. See, for
1: me, then wine. that would be mangoes.
0: For mm. me, when I eat a
1: mango, there's something about the sensual texture
0: of the fruit. Yeah.
1: And when I eat it, there's something about it that's very... its Sensual. It's, yes. Yeah. It sort
0: of sends me in a kind of a reverie. Okay, well, then we got to take you over to uh, this restaurant that has this incredible salmon mango thing. <gasps> It's ridiculous. Oh, I would yeah. love that. Okay. All right. And then I'm just going to watch your, your eyes roll back in your head and eat it. be great. And then they've got the goji berry, which, fuck the goji berry. These berries have the best publicist ever. I I don't get it. It's like, they do everything. They fucking do your dishes. They make you feel <laughs> Did good. Did you they hear they that cancer. goji berry? Fuck they, you! <laughs> <laughs> they have the cure cancer. They make
1: you skinny. Right. They do everything. I know. Right? Yeah, yesterday it was pomegranates right. and acai berries. Oh, and, oh, and acai berries or, and, um, yeah.
0: oh, and uh, raspberry ketones. Don't forget those. Oh, yeah. 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 I know. I'm telling you, anything yeah. you can stick in a bottle and sell for thirty five dollars, PR fucking kills me. Yeah, just kills me.
1: Makes yeah. me mad. What's the? What do they say is the reason for goji berries? I don't know. I read it and
0: I just said, "Fuck you." Yeah, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, it's the double like, fist. Yeah, whatever. Flick off. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, oysters. Okay, which for me, I can't get over the texture. I've always heard that. But, well, okay, And this I did read to see why. Um, uh, high in zinc. Which um, gives which increases testosterone and ah. um, dopamine too as well, which is kind of a feel good chemical. Uh-huh. And apparently, Casanova ate like over fifty raw oysters a day. Wow, dude was busy. Whoa, I guess I so. mean with all that eating and all of that sex, like the guy was just busy. His day was just, and it is kind full. of a slurpy, sexy experience. Oh, the oyster, yeah. I'm oh, no. no oh Is it gross to you? No, I can't get over oh. that. Yeah, the texture. I can eat. I can eat sushi. But the I oh no it's totally different. I yeah, very I, different. I, I I gotta say okay, loose and slurpy. I'm not sure that I've have I actually tried one. I think I've tried a baked oyster.
1: Oh, yeah, so you've never not, tried a raw. oyster. I know. I'm, I know. I, I know. can't anymore. I'm allergic now. Oh, oh, in my late 20s, I suddenly no became allergic to shellfish. So there you. So there you go. go.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's okay. I've got my mango. If now if now so, now you got yeah that's true. See, mangoes are very similar, right? It is. But I, I like mango. I well, don't. you know, no, the no. oyster, the look of it is so
1: it's specific. Gnarly. If you look down at it and talk about something looking a little bit graphic, like feminine build. Oh, okay. I mean, you look at it and it kind of looks like a pussy. Oh. I mean, just, you know, I mean, yeah. I know that sounds horrifyingly disgusting. Like, what kinds of pussies have you seen? But I'm just but, saying, like, <laughs> I don't mean to say that this is... I was going to say, pussies are not horrifyingly disgusting. They, they are not. They are not. Mind. They are beautiful, wonderful, lovely things. <laughs> every you. Women appreciate and look at your own and love yeah, it. Get a mirror. But it does sort of look like a pile of clitorises. Maybe a... <laughs> it does. <laughs>
0: but you just but not the right embrace color embrace that yes yeah, in a kind, right of kind of gray color kind of gray not <laughs> feeling so well kind of color yeah so anyhow um, yeah but but that's why it's the zinc and the te- ah. yeah which increases the testosterone which uh, you know it's always a good okay, thing okay good guess. so and then number nine of course which is the one that I think you can you know guess is chocolate oh chocolate yeah, and I love dark chocolate it yes. increases your serotonin you know it's it's delightful it's always nice to get as a gift yes I'll never give up chocolate. No, no, and chocolate-covered strawberries are always, you know, romantic sort of. That's like a, food. a classic. Like you know, you get the 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 champagne and the chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh my God, I've got a story about that.
1: <laughs> got Please to do tell. tell. <laughs> okay, it was um, okay. So Todd and I—it was our first anniversary, okay. and I was thinking of that, being married. Of being married. Okay. And I was thinking I wanted to do something special. I wanted to book us a place out of town and do a romantic thing and that I would take it over. So I, you know, and he was thinking, should I plan this? I said, you know what? Let me, I would like to do something. Oh, nice. So I looked online at hotels in Palm Springs. Okay. And, you know, I've learned a lot since then about judging things by their photographs online.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, this had to be a while back, too, This right? was a long yeah, time ago. Was, yeah. So there were no These reviews or like 80, or years, now, so 80 before the Internet. years.
1: Exactly. This is a long, long time. <laughs> this is when we had to go by the telegraph right. to find our booking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Morse code. laughs>
1: so, so I see the pictures of this hotel, which look Kind of cool. It looks sort of rustic looking. Like uh-huh. um, the outside is kind of like stones almost. And it was supposed to be a spa hotel resort. I know you're frowning at me and thinking, <laughs> how did you put no, it over like, this where shit is? is. Yeah. Where is it going? So I book this and then I call up and say, okay, so this is our anniversary. And I want to do something romantic. And so... What I'm thinking is, would you have a bottle of champagne there?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: would you get some chocolate covered strawberries? Mm-hmm. Bring you right? back to romantic, what you're talking about. Yes. Romantic and have those in the room for when we get there. Right. And there's this long pause and he said, So you want you want chocolate covered strawberries? And I should have immediately, if the person answering the <laughs> phone at a hotel says that, I should have just immediately known that this was not, they, he had no idea. This was the wrong place. Oh, shit. Because any maitre d', any hotel would say, "What? About, of course. Of course. Like, this yes. is something we've $5 per we strawberry, no that's, problem. That's That'll exactly be, yeah. right. right. Like, we have a company we work with for just mm-hmm. this thing, the yes. romantic getaway. And right. he said, okay, this so. This is part of the anniversary package. That's right. right. Someone who gets away to Palm Springs would want this. So, and, and a <laughs> bottle of champagne? Yeah, just one. I'm thinking maybe it's the amount, and I'm and so anyway, I book this, and and we go up. Oh no! And when we pull up to the hotel, it looks like the outside of it looks like the Flintstones house, where it's like all and it was I think at the time it was a uh, pink. So it was all pink cement rock in this like really jagged formation. It was so tacky but i still thought well maybe it's like a fun comment so commentary like art like- deco like <laughs> it's 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 it's, jo- it's jokey
0: and it's gonna it's be kitschy. like it's gonna
1: yeah. be kitschy it's, it's right kitschy. it's gonna be so cute like inside so it would be all 50s yeah. or yeah yeah and we walk inside and half of the spa is shut down for renovations oh. which they didn't tell us on the phone so oh. no massages thank you on our anniversary getaway oh. and I said okay okay that's fine because we just want to get to our room and have sex all weekend anyway it's right. I will give him the massage right so we go up to the room and I open the door and it's just, it's like a bad Motel 6. It's so, it's so run down. This is going uh, to make me cry. I was, and it, it was, I started to get a little emotional. I yeah, did, actually did. Yeah, yeah. And then I looked down and there's this, t- on the floor, on the ground, is a tiny little fridge, like it had uh-huh. been brought into the room and uh-huh. put there just recently. Oh. And really proudly, the guy who's showing us to our room said, and per your request, I have your champagne and your chocolate-covered strawberries. And he opens the fridge and there's a bottle of... Corbell Uh in there. Okay. And then there's a carton from Ralph's in the green carton, the strawberries, a carton of strawberries. And then with Flourish, he pulls out a bottle of Hershey's syrup and he's like, and here's the chocolate for your strawberries. And I burst into tears. (laughs) It was, it was the saddest moment. I said, Sorry. I, I, this is not, this is not what I wanted. I'm the Hershey, no. And he looked so, he looked so upset. He said, you know what? And he's like hitting his board. He said, I knew it. I, this isn't what you wanted at all. Is it? And I was crying. Oh, so no. this is our anniversary and I just uh, can't, You're we can't stay, stay I'm here. So sorry. And he said, you know what? Pack, just carry your stuff back down to the lobby. And he actually walked us back out to the lobby, canceled our reservation, and called a place in town and booked, called around until he found a place that he knew was nice. And he set us up for the weekend in another hotel.
0: Oh my God. What a sweetheart. (laughs) He was really,
1: because it was the most ridiculously awful. Set up for <sighs> but the but the definitely the, the pinnacle was the Hershey's syrup. The snack, chocolate What's syrup it? for later. Yeah, I'll take the Hershey <laughs> syrup, of course. We're gonna leave with the strawberries <laughs> yeah. and the Hershey right. syrup. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll take that, right? Okay, we'll make that work chocolate covered strawberries because in a fancier room. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. It was so that no, was No, so it's bad. a little dicey going out to the desert like, you know, to to Palm Desert and you know you don't know what you're going to end we up had with never been. out there. Oh yeah. my god, poor yeah. honey. And never. now I'm so much more
1: discriminating. <laughs> but was it, what oh, I it was book. a good
0: it was a good weekend. Oh, it was l- after that
1: it was fantastic and the guy the maitre d' had already heard the like the massage not happening story oh. and he he said, "I have someone who can massage you tonight." Oh. And it was yeah. They went so all nice. out. Yes, he had oh. one maitre d' to the other. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's so all swell that ends Thank well. Thank you for
0: sharing that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's oh my god. I just like almost burst into tears for you. I like, <laughs> was like,
1: wow. Okay. Well, okay Todd kind of well, looked over at me. He didn't want to ruin it because right, he wasn't he's sure. Like, yeah. He, he didn't want to hurt my good... feelings. He's like, he's like, Hill, This is this it's is fine. Be fine. It's, it's gonna just, be fine. We'll be fine here. I said, yeah. Todd. I can't. I don't even think I feel safe sleeping on that bed. Ah. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Here's was a was good awesome. sport, though. Okay yeah, You don't you have any avocado stories, do you? Because I've got <laughs> no, I got avocados next. Okay. Stories. okay, All right. Because apparently the Aztecs, this is the last one, this is okay. the Aztecs' name, the avocado tree, was Aguacual, which actually means testicle tree. <gasps> testicle tree? Yes. Because the fruit resembles the dude's, it dudes... hanging jewels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, again, so, as much as an oyster resembles a woman's biology, the Spanish apparently <laughs> found avocados so obscenely sexy that the Catholic priests prohibited their consumption. Ooh! Mm-hmm. So they just mm-hmm. ate an avocado, and then yeah, were just and la- like they just, just went much. out and yeah.
1: were lascivious right? everywhere, all the time. Like cut church became open, just, just a fornication pretty. zone. That's right?
0: wow! I know. But they're avocado. high in good fat, and, and guys, you need that kind of fat to uh, you know make testosterone in your body, so it's good for you.
1: I oh, like avocados. So I don't I feel know. like I eat them and then want to
0: have sex, but you know, my I sister like an has a, has a, an avocado farm. She's on really? twenty acres of avocados. Yeah, so when I go there, it is guacamole heaven. And does and... she just never eat avocado anymore. No, she at all. loves She's them. Sick of it? No, no, really? No. I could never get sick of avocados. Oh my god! Even if you fantastic. ate them every day,
1: if you had a farm, do you think you'd get tired of them eventually? I guess
0: maybe. I eating them every day. Yeah, I guess so. But they're so good.
1: They're so good, and they're and so they're versatile. So
0: good for you. Yes, you can do so many things. With yeah. Them. Yes. Just
1: like testicles, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they really are so versatile. They're really so versatile. They could sit on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> they could just dangle. They, they could do teabag up. in your mouth. They go up. They go down. They, they can small, be hanging. They, they, can, they
0: can. They can look like so many things. All right. So. So what was it that you wanted to talk about today? I can't remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you were so you were asking me about this whole responding versus reacting thing. I'll give people a little bit of oh, background. Okay, yeah. sorry, we're gonna yeah, be yeah. serious now. Okay. We're gonna try to okay, stop talking about test no more tests on my forehead. Okay. okay. I Thank can change gears. Thank you for that image. Um, <laughs> so um, so in my in my book there's a chapter, uh, the the one that starts with the Y of uh, okay, let me just give you a little bit. MILF, MYLF, me first. Yoke the mind and the body. Love is a verb. Feed your soul. If you didn't listen to the one before this, we talked about the feed your soul part. Okay. So, uh, so yoke the mind and the body. I do talk a lot about yoga here because that's what yoga means. Yoga means to, to yoke the mind and the body. And I share a lot about my experience uh, in yoga and the things that I learned in that room, mm. which again I think you learn from physically challenging yourself, whether you do spin class or you do a, a marathon or yeah. you challenge yourself at fencing—I don't care what you do. Yeah. There's you know things that bring you into the moment that really get you connected mm-hmm. with your in your mind and body. So, and one of the the advantages to becoming more in tune with your body, is that you can start to recognize and practice recognizing emotions in your body so that you can respond instead of react in the moment. And so, again, this is sort of a little short book. I'll probably end up writing a whole book about this. But, uh, but this is sort of an introduction to the idea of body-centered psychotherapy where you you tune into your body to uh, to... Name the actual emotions that are going on, hmm. such as you think you're angry, but what? But you might be angry. Uh, say you got jealous about something, but what it really struck in you was fear—fear fear of your loved one leaving, or being alone, or not being good enough, anything like that. Hmm. You know. So, sort of untangling the difference in your emotions around, um, so that you can respond instead of react hmm. so did it make sense to you in the book it did it was it, you know I was trying to what I wanted to talk to you about which is you know
1: I feel like in my life in teaching believe it or not yes um yes. that I feel like something that I've worked with on from many of my principles we talk about my react my reactive personality uh-huh. not with children just with the girls with other teachers and in the business and you know and I and I want to move towards um I don't have an interest in being a principal but I do have an interest in moving more in a more political way Mm -hmm. and being involved in teacher advocacy and and in that area Mm -hmm. being an activist more for teachers right so it requires a lot of diplomacy it's exactly what I'm talking about yes and so I feel like getting getting that under wraps mm-hmm. and being more aware of the difference in myself of where when I'm being when I'm um seeing and acknowledging the feelings and when I'm just responding to the it's like the difference between responding and reacting right and i and i in my body i don't mm-hmm. feel i don't think i know the
0: difference yet right okay well so so when let's say you're with your kids okay mm-hmm. in the classroom because in the classroom this is really you you feel um uh, in charge, right. right? You've got like, you've got your shit down, right? You're yes. like very organized. You're, you're in yes. charge. You kind of, you kind of know how to deal with things that are thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, um, I would imagine you don't have a lot of anxiety and fear while you're teaching. Mm, that's is true. That, would that, that is accurate. Accurate. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. So, um, but it wasn't always that way. So in the beginning, I thought you've always, as an early teacher, you feel like you are reacting
0: Okay, more. But you're dealing with children. <laughs> yes, that's so right. So yes, you can't react. That's so right. how would you, when you were in those moments, there was a buffer of time that mm. you, whether you're conscious of it or not, you probably put in there. Oh, that's right? true. Right. If you were wanted to be reactive, there's something that makes you stop, right? That's true because you're dealing with children. Yeah. And you can't just let it fly what you're really feeling. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in that so what what I recommend in that moment is to really is to, you know, take deep deep belly breath in for 3, out for 5, right and kind of tune into your body, right? Hmm. Um and if you feel energy in your chest, that tends to be fear. If you feel mm. it in your hand, your arms and your legs, like you kind of want to punch or run or kick, you're probably angry.
1: Okay. Oh. You probably triggered
0: your anger. Um sadness we tend to feel like in our face and our jawline and our cheekbone, you know. So I'm sure you've been in the classroom and wanted to cry, right? Like where you just There was one yeah. year, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, however, is that um, uh is that around you know a fear of failing or was mm. it something really sad or and this is where we you know we untangle these sort of combinations of feelings right mm. but you see you already have the skill of doing this with children right right that's true because you give you automatically give yourself the buffer right of wait I can't just I can't just dump right right mm-hmm. I can't just react yes. I have to because I'm going to hurt them yes You that's know, not with, acceptable with just this energy you know yeah. that I'm gonna you know, throw at them, yeah. basically. I have to filter. You have to filter. Yeah. Right? And so um, the, the, the thing about being an adult is that we really want other adults to think the way that we think, or they want us, we want to get, they want, we want them to get us, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. We essentially mm-hmm. want to be right. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was saying, when you okay. first said that, I thought, yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true, We right? like to be around yes men
0: yeah and you want, or, you want to be right yes and you want to be and and you want to be understood and um and I think that particularly the you know principals and such who have a real a lot of diplomacy yeah
1: um
0: I think they have some empathy and they're able to kind of uh it'll be you you would be fantastic in that because you've been a teacher right mm, and yeah. um uh to to not expect people to understand your whole thought process, right? Yeah. So you do it with kids because you know true. they don't understand your whole thought process, yes, right? You're yes. already doing that, right? absolutely. So, but the interesting thing is, I think that we get real reactive with adults because, especially in work situations, yes. you're afraid that you're going to not be considered useful, uh, indispensable. Um, good at your job taken seriously taken seriously all of those things yeah
1: right yeah i think sometimes for me personally i think that people i think one of my fears is that people will think i'm frivolous oh interesting i and here's a really strange thing i used to speak in a much higher timber really? when i was younger oh and there was a certain point when people started mocking my voice huh? and it changed Wow, and I think that, and it was like I—it went from a high, tinny. It wasn't you know high high pitched, obviously, but it didn't sit lower in my in my range, the way it does now. And it felt and I the change was because I felt like people were not taking me seriously. Interesting, with a higher voice. Yeah. So and I think sometimes that that is that might be the base when you talk about fear that that's one of my biggest fears is not being taken seriously because I like joking around and mm-hmm. because I'm known in the staff room right. as one of the people who loves to have fun and be funny until inappropriate right. jokes and things like that. They, I know this is a big shock for you and for all the parents who are probably listening to the show from right. my school. It probably won't be a big surprise right. to them either. Right. Even though I'm not, I don't make those jokes with them. They still yeah. get a, get yeah. my personality. anyway. Yeah. It shines. Though. It shines. What can you, you do? You can't, you can't Nor what I want to, you right. know, that's who I am, but that, that they will see that and that that's who they'll think I am. So, I make I think I, I work too much in the opposite mm-hmm. way to be taken seriously. Right.
0: Well, and then and then the the irony there is that when you get too angry, people yeah. don't hear you. They don't take you seriously. Yeah. It's actually when you're angry that people take you the least seriously. They Ugh. might be the most afraid of you and they might like sit up and listen, but hmm. when you're I mean and I mean when you're out of control angry, not like the the smart kind of angry that you can do as a parent sometimes, Where you can be angrier than you really are because, you know. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I know that. You know what I'm saying, right? Because they need to know you're serious right now. Very serious right now. Yes. (gasps) Um, But again, that requires the ability to step back, Hmm. right? Yes. And know what it is that you're trying to convey. Right, that where you're not flying off the handle. Right, you're saying okay, because I think we have those moments with our kids where we're like, I'm afraid you're never going to get this, and you're going to fail in the world, and that I'm going to be a bad mother. And I mean, you're not saying this, but this is like the whole long that is the story thing, right? playing that's out the whole in your head. Story of like, how could you do, how could you not see this? And it's like, well, they couldn't see it because they're a kid and they don't they're not looking for yeah, this, you know. That's and right. So and you can pull back, and then you have to start saying this is important because mm. okay, yeah, when you do this, I feel. like... Like you don't care and you don't, you know, like this, this, this makes me feel like I'm just your maid or whatever the hell it is that you're, you know, upset about, but they need to know. An eye message. Yeah. They need to know that it means something to you. Mm -hmm. Right. But it can't be all about your fear about being a failure of a parent. Right. 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 And so when you, when you need to have this diplomacy at work, it can't be all about your fear Mm -hmm. around not being taken seriously or, um, um, or somehow not being right and therefore being uh, necessary. Right. See, that's a big thing. Like we spend a lot of our lives just wanting to be right because if we're not, people won't need us around. Then yeah. Why am I I, here? Why? Yes. They could do without me.
1: Yeah. Uh, For, as a friend or as an employee or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I need to always do everything correctly or, you know, I can't, I can't be human. Mm. Right. So when, when you have those moments where you feel like you want to be really reactive with the adults, not that you have to be condescending, but you have a skill that you don't even probably realize you have, hmm. where you can actually tame your react- reactivity. You hmm. know, yeah. where you have to say, this is okay, this might not be a second grader in front of me, but this is a human being. Right. Okay. And they're sort of in their own spin and they're making sure that the reason they're probably fighting and resisting you on this is because they want to make sure that they're indispensable. And everybody is in their own spin. Right? right? That's particularly true. in work situations. Yeah. You've got everybody is making sure that they still have a job tomorrow. Very true. Okay. So and that's theirs right now they now you don't have to sort of soak in that energy and you don't have to start it's not like like if you can think of people as cogs like if they're a, like if they're a cog and they're spinning they're not connected to you in such a way that you have to start spinning too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yes. cogs of a clock yes. It's like no no i don't have to spin i can i can let you i can acknowledge whatever it is that you're feeling i can take pause um, I also think that sometimes we feel we have to come up with the answer and the response right away. Mm. And I don't know that we always have to. I think there are times that you can recognize where, where maybe in the moment you don't know what you're feeling, but right. you can recognize that you don't know what you're feeling and you can say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to wait until I'm in my office and it's quiet and I'm going to like think about this and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Taking that time right. and ownership of your feelings—nobody is nobody tough. will ever. I, I just can't see how anybody would ever, would ever p- put you down a notch for that, because that mm-hmm. says I'm taking this issue seriously.
1: It you is? know, this mm-hmm. says like
0: I got to. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to sort out my feelings about this, right? You know, yeah. and this is this is uh, the the killing the ego part of it too. You know, the 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 cake part of it at the end of the book. Um, right, you know you get your ego out of the situation because your ego's very reactive, very much into um maintaining its survival mm. you know and and you can take your ego out of it in that you don't have to have the answer in this moment, yes, you know, and take take your time and then and then sort through it, and mm. that practice of kind of getting okay, well, so you know does this make me sad that we have to change this program am i am I afraid that um, if I make this decision, I'm going to make 51% of the people unhappy, or, um, uh, am I afraid right. that this makes me look weak? Am I, you know, like, w- like, what is it, you know, that's going on here? Yes. You know, and then is that real? Right. Is, you know, is any of that real? Because so many of those things are, are not actually real. You know, the so that we're worried about. Because probably people take you more seriously than you think. No, you know? you're, I, I absolutely, absolutely you know?
1: they do. I, so I'm feeling, so... I, now I'm getting to understand where it is in for my life about mm-hmm. the responding instead of reacting. So it's sort of like just taking the time to figure out where where the feelings are stemming from mm-hmm. and what's what's really behind my immediate anger response. Which sometimes it's a feeling of that's not fair, right? The injustice, the of it injustice. All. Yes, and then out comes something of my mouth of that's not right. fair. And then it's and then later I, it's true when I take time to process, mm-hmm. I will sometimes come up with a solution that could work towards what I thought wasn't fair. That I mm-hmm. can then go later and say, you know, I was thinking about that, and I thought maybe it, it would work. I notice, I see, I don't like to represent the staff either because I also feel like I used to get into a real um man of the people kind of oh, thing. Oh yes, jump
0: in. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> people would come to me to bitch. Right. And then I would represent the bitchers. <laughs> and then and and they would they would just learn that that was something they could do. Right. Go to Hillary right. and bitch about it uh, and she'll go do something about it.
0: <laughs> and then I realized what am I am not serving myself here. Right. want And and, and cuz you have to make sure that you're being authentic to yourself is you it really like, mine yeah is it really yours yeah is, it, is your to grind or wait are you just you're getting into the the justice for everybody it's, i'm almost i'm reacting for them right <laughs> right and i do think that sometimes as adults when we when we get into that place of like this isn't fair i think some of that stems from you know as kids you're always going to have moments of feeling powerless right right and i think it 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 pushes like old buttons of being powerless or being invisible or your feelings not mattering Mm -hmm. in this case, you know? And so we get really, you know, justice is actually an illusion. You know, (laughs) it's not actually, it's really a concept. It's not actually something real. I mean, think about it. If somebody, you know, ran over your dog, you don't feel justice because they have to pay you $10,000. There's not, there's, these are not equal things. No. You want your dog. That's right. Right? Right. So justice is not... It's just an idea. It's an idea. And, it, and it's different from both perspectives. Right. Both and so sides. I think you have to, like in those moments where you feel like this isn't fair, uh, you know, sometimes I think we feel kind of little
1: yes. in those moments, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And and you have to um, kind of ex- explore that feeling and maybe like take, take that piece out of it and go, okay, well, obviously I think it's unfair, but somebody else obviously thinks it's fair. That's, That's why right. they're...
1: That's why they're doing it. That's why it. they're doing it, yeah. you know.
0: And so, okay, well they feel justified. Well, what's, you know, what's I mean, not that you have to analyze everybody in your world, but if the more that you can sort out your um your feelings around um any any life situation, particularly in, um, in in intimate relationships I mean work's a great thing to talk about because mm-hmm. because work works have happens quickly yes right and you don't have the intimacy of like we're gonna go talk about this later after dinner or whatever this is like oh shit and I have to I have to handle it in the moment and I have to handle it in this arena and I, we, we really don't want to be taking drama home with us that's you true know? and like you know we, yes. we want to just you want to stay authentic and in your truth and clear. With people. Yes. And so, so sometimes, and it'll make people crazy, like mm-hmm. I said, sometimes you just have to take time. You have to go, okay, well, this is, this is really interesting. I didn't know that there were this many different opinions on this subject. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until I have some time to really look at all this before I respond. That's the part, and then to everybody work on. else goes home and spins, right? Yeah, let them, let, let like, them spin. <laughs> they're all yeah. they're like, Like oh, I just like what did they do? But and and it really puts you in this place of I get I get to sort through this and get to to my truth, and I get to you know because because you're saying you you eventually want to be in the position where you do have to make decisions for other people. Exactly. These are this is a big deal to be in a position where you're making decisions that affect all these people's all your teachers work day, all your kids, yeah. all the, you know, all the parents, everything. It's a big deal. It is a big know? deal. You know, and so yeah. you want to be coming from a really clear authentic place before you make decisions like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where the diplomacy comes in. Is it's like people cuz people can bring you their shit and they can be so emotional. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just completely in their reactivity. They're angry, they're upset, they're scared, they're all they're all the things they are they don't even know they are. Yeah. They're just spinning. And they come to you with it. Right. Yes. And it's sort of your job to kind of just be with it and hear them as much mm-hmm. as you can. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. It's like when the it's like when the second graders are like crying. Like the, I there's was like just thinking crying. that there, there's like like snot coming out and they're <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want another bowl of oh. ice cream? Okay. You know? It's like, I mean, but they're really. fully in it they're and exposed. They're just in that moment and yes. exposed and feeling vulnerable because yeah. they feel in that moment that somebody hit their ice cream bowl on purpose. Right. You mm-hmm. know, because he was being crazy and you're not like, what well, you know, like you, you, finally um yes. what do you call it translate right the whole snot ridden and it's amazing how thing. much easier it is for me to do that
1: with children with at children, this point right. than it is with adults and, around and me. if we
0: could all just look at each other as like little 10 year olds yeah honestly i mean it's everybody true. everybody is just like 10 years old and yeah. when it comes to love and relationships everybody's 14 yeah. i'm pretty much convinced we're all just adolescents <laughs> it, i'm i'm it's crazy. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's really funny because, you know, my mom's dating again and she's in her late 70s. And I listen to all these these dating stories and I'm like, Jesus, it it's never
1: It's just changes. like it always
0: was. Oh, my God. Isn't That's so that sad in So a way. he didn't like, call me right away totally. and I wondered what he was sent thinking. Him this text and, and I didn't know if – I mean, he only oh texted me back two words and blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus. I'm having the same conversations that I'm having, you know, with my, my teenager, you know, yeah. with my mom. It's nuts. The technology-based so, yeah. – We're yeah, all just yeah. – we're all these little, like – Vulnerable, little, vulnerable, people yes. walking around, and I think that that's that's, you know, I think that that's the extra responsibility that you have if you're going to take on a job like that. Yeah, you know, is that um, <clears throat> you you know, you have to have, I think, a tremendous amount of empathy, but not so much that you indulge everybody. You know, right, there's yes. this, really this this piece of, and you and you have to sort through your own emotions around subjects, and and really, you know, you have to. I don't think you have to make all decisions non-emotionally. I think that you know there's yeah. a human element in everything, and I do think that's where really successful business people um, walk a really. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Uh, they're very good at what they do. They walk a very delicate line mm-hmm. between making business decisions that are that are good for business and and also emotional in an appropriate way mm-hmm. that actually helps. Their business and everybody that they serve. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's that kind of amazing balance that we see. Yeah. In some I, I didn't take that, what you said, as indulging people too much. It's right. sort of for me that
1: where that hit is. Taking time to just first of all taking time, yeah. Take a moment to process things mm-hmm. and think about pers- the different perspectives mm-hmm. of what's happening, the decisions, right. what went into th- what thinking went into the decisions that right. were made, and where that person is coming from. Mm-hmm. That actually it helps you with empathy, mm-hmm. but and it's not like you you know negate your own feelings about no, things. No, and that's where the, just the empathy for in your, perspective. yourself,
0: in a sense, comes in, where you yeah. where you stop and when and when you. And when you're confused, like, why, just why am I so pissed off that this person is even asking for this or whatever right. it is? Yeah. That's where you have to go, okay, I need to explore this a little bit and just kind of, and you breathe into that. You, you, you do your belly breaths. You just have your little mini meditation and try to go, just try to find where the tension mm-hmm. is in your body, you know? And, and you might figure out like, oh, this reminds me of something or this makes me feel scared. Well, what the fuck am I scared of? Why am Mm. I, you know, and like, and, and you can, you get to know it. And this practice helps you so much in your relationships, your, your, your intimate relationships, because we push each other's buttons all the time, (laughs) Yes, you know, and, and sometimes you think you're, you're pushing, you know, like I said, the anger button, but it's the fear button, or you think you're pushing the 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 fear button but it's it's really that you're just fucking sad, right you know because yeah. this you know feels like something else that happened to you or whatever you know so there's um there's incredible um intimacy available to you in relationship when you can really you can't own your feelings if you don't know what they are hmm. and the amazing thing about your body is that your body doesn't lie right. Your mind lies all the time, but your body's but your, reacting but your right away. Your body is visceral. Yes, like your body is. You you. These are feelings that you're not controlling, right? That's so these true. Are, you know when your stomach wrenches energy, when yes. something happens, right? And when you, yeah. And what's the stomach? If you feel it in your stomach, uh, the the. St- the stomach for some for some people can be fear, but the, the deep seated like heaviness in your stomach is is usually rage. It's usually old rage. Oh. Yeah, it's usually it's usually accessing a time when you felt kind of powerless hmm. and uh, fear and rage. So fear is more like like if you, like bowels. Almost. Like if somebody this this is heavy. I don't want to get into this too much right at the end here, but the, but the um, if somebody lives in an abusive. Household, right? Mm-hmm. You grow up in an abusive household, whether yeah. it's emotional, you don't know what to expect, or or it's physical, whatever it is. There's fear, and there's rage about being afraid mm-hmm. because you're powerless, right? Yeah. And so the rage is around being afraid Resenting, because if having you those feelings. because if you were to speak up about your fear and your anger. Right. If you were to say, "I'm angry that you're treating this way," you might literally not exist right. anymore because these are your parent. This is your lifeline. You yeah. know, as a child, we don't distinguish these yes. things, right? So this is this is where you know when you're accessing uh, old rage and you're really like seeing white light, yeah. It's probably not really about the person that you're having that issue with in the moment mm. as an adult. Mm. Probably not. I mean, obviously, I can't, you know, armchair analyze everybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but um, but that's where that that heaviness. It's also usually you can feel some shame around it. Shame is very complicated, but very paralyzing. And mm. so, shame accompanied with this heavy uh, pit in your stomach, rage is really paralyzing and that's and and so when you feel that feeling the best thing you can get up is uh, do is move get up and move oh even if you're just walking to the other side of the room or just go on a walk because you can't you can't think your way out of that feeling huh what what many people will do is eat or smoke or drink I see you know numb down sort of go into that heaviness whatever it, whatever it is, you know, because they don't have another way yeah. of managing it. But um but the more you can recognize it, because the more we can recognize what's going on with ourselves, the more we can find different ways to manage it hmm. that that are healthy, you know, coping mechanisms that aren't escapist. Right. Yeah. Right. So if, you know, if you like you can't you can't have a job where you're in charge of people where anytime somebody triggers you, you're going to go I'll fly off the handle at people. That's right. It's just, it's destructive. Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. You gotta be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You have to manage your life. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be a dick. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Don't go suck a bag of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: you don't want people saying, if somebody tells you to do that, you're not doing things right. Go (laughs)
1: suck a bag of dicks. That's, you're not into, that is not responding, people. (laughs) <laughs> no.
0: Okay, so, darn. I guess so, but, I shouldn't have said that. But that, that is, and, and I wish I had the quote right in front of me, but the quote that I used in the book was, is basically that in that moment we have, you know, uh, upon a stimulus, we have a we have a moment where we choose our response. And in mm. that moment is where our growth lies. And... Um, yeah, I I really believe that, and I think that the the tool that can help you do that is sort of this practice of getting in touch with what your emotions feel like. Even if you're not even if you're not confused, like the next time you're right. angry, notice what it feels like in your body. The next time you're scared, notice what it feels like in you. Because maybe I'm wrong. I mean, not every human is the same, but maybe you feel your anger at the top of your stomach. Maybe uh-huh. you know, like whatever it is. Yes. The more you can kind of get to know. What that feels like, Mm. you know, where it sits Uh, in your body, where it sits in Mm -hmm. your body, and you can recognize it the next time you you, can recognize it comes up time exactly Mm -hmm. like like I say it in my book, like you know, the next time you know this person calls. And you go, oh, that feels just like it does when this person calls. Interesting. Like, oh, yes. I've got that same adrenaline in my body or whatever it is. Whenever you know? that family
1: member yeah. does that same <laughs> number thing, on or me. Or they say that
0: same word. Oh, or man. their voice gets loud while they're drinking. You know? Like, yeah. like, these are really interesting things. And instead of just feeling, because you're not powerless now, you're not a child now, you have the choice to stop and go, oh, they're talking about that shit again. Okay, so I don't like it. I have a choice. I, can, I don't have to react to it. Right. I can respond to it by going in the other room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Leaving, changing the subject uh-huh. in a nice way. You don't have to react. Yes. It's incredible. It's amazing how you do not have to. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's amazing, but it is a skill, and you do get better at it. You know, you get better at it. And I really think that, you know, that little introduction in the book is sort of just the the thing to practice to get better at.
1: That is definitely my my goal for this school year. <laughs> All
0: right, then. All right, maybe I'll write, write a workbook just for you. Oh, my goodness, I would love that. <laughs> All right, you want to take one more little tiny quiz? Oh, a little quiz. Tiny quiz. Yeah, okay. I want to take it. All right. It's a MILF quiz. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, I need a little sound brr- effect for it. Brr- yes. Um, okay, so the first word that comes to your mind when you hear the word avocado... <laughs> Balls. Balls. <laughs> Her forehead? What's your favorite What's your favorite word? Balls. Balls. <laughs> no, what's your favorite word? Favorite word. Ooh, my favorite word. Um, caramel. Ooh. I, I like the way you say it. Isn't that strange? Caramel. Caramel. I just say it caramel like most, you know. I don't know why American. caramel is uh, Caramel. Since I was a kid. Well it's it's a very sensual food that yes. is serendipity is my favorite word if anybody cares oh I love serendipity I love the word serendipity I just want to I say love it all what day. it is too. I know right <laughs> uh what is your least favorite word
1: hmm what is my least favorite word oh boy that's a tough one what word do I hate hearing <laughs> oh oh it's a phrase oh my bad my bad. Oh, fuck. I hate that. <laughs> why? Why? My bad. Where did it start and why does it exist? I don't know. It, so, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't but bother me. that's you. okay that it bothers it's, you. Everyone's so, got their thing. Yeah. For my friend, it's the word trigger. Because she's like, when did everyone start saying that's a trigger? That's a trigger. Oh. The way you use it in a, oh. in a psychology-based framework. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Framework. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, she said, I don't know why everyone's saying trigger nowadays.
0: Oh, how funny. Isn't it? I've been here in trigger I, for like 20 years. See, that's so what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. She's just hanging out with most you know what? It's Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is. <laughs> is. Or it's becoming more colloquial. Yeah. I think yeah, it's it becoming is. more
1: of a, you know. A kitchen discussion mm-hmm.
0: kind of word to say. Trigger. The, I, the the phrase that that uh, that I've always used, and that um, Douglas used to use. He's a teacher that I talk about a little bit. Um, he is um, activated, you know. Oh, and I'm starting. To, I'm starting to hear people talk about that a little bit more. Kind of another way to say. Oh, you know, I see when you're that triggered or you're activated. You know. Oh. So yeah, interesting it is. So uh, what do you wear when no one's looking? What do I wear when no <laughs> one's looking? Um... <laughs>
1: That's a very good question. I think it's um, my loosest uh, (laughs) stained, like grass stained gardening jeans. Nice,
0: nice. And. um, Only you would look good in gardening jeans. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, oh, okay. And as a teacher, I really want to know this. What is your favorite substitute curse word?
1: Oh, my favorite cheese and rice. Substitute. Oh, oh, um,
0: yeah. Oh man. Douche. No, I'm
1: kidding. Uh, I don't say that. That is not a substitute for (laughs) (laughs) word. Just kidding. (laughs) I can't even say darned in some of my classes because some of the kids, their parents have taught them that that's a sub, that's a faked out way of saying damn. Oh yeah. Or shoot. I've said shoot before and and I don't say that anymore because they say, Ooh, because their parents have taught them, which is, Ridiculous! I'm sorry, parents, but please, oh my shoot gosh. is not like a bad word. Do you want your They've kid to said be. to them, "You're really wanting to say shit, and so you say shoot." And I know you mean shit, so don't say it. So like, Jesus, you, give me throw su- a kid a bone. What are you supposed What are you, to are you say? supposed to say? Oh, Girl? barnacles, barnacles, yeah, tartar oh, sauce, tartar sauce, yeah. That oh. is one of my I, you know what? Honestly, though. I say, "Oh man, oh man."
0: That's what I say yeah. the most. Because it's the farthest And I just away. want you all
1: to know it's that ridiculous. when she says,
0: oh, man, what she really means is, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, damn. Now you all know. Now, now you all know. Damn, you, you, you outed me so. I'm sorry. Well, I thought you weren't going to
1: out me on this, uh, on this spot. Damn it. Okay.
0: Who was the sexiest person you know? Obviously
1: sitting right next to me. Oh Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Well I can't say my my husband, I can't you know You can say your husband. I can he he's (laughs) but if you could see her, folks, you would know why I said that. You're adorable. Because she's We're just gonna go have a little love fest. Turn off the mics. She's awesome. Okay. It's all it's just there's you know, well but but that kind of thing is it's a it's a it's it's a Three sixty. It's got to be like not just your looks and beauty, but also the way you talk about things, and the you know your people who are really comfortable with their gestures that are comfortable, you know, putting their hand on your arm, and there's just a sensuality to you that I just thank you. Gosh, I'm blushing. That I love. It's Aww. just true,
0: though. Well, you know, I yeah. love you. Yeah. Okay. It's All mutual. Right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tolerating us for a second. Okay, so last question, last question. Okay. Uh, we asked about you know, the Pearly Gates before. We're going to ask uh, where. I talked about, about myself like I'm a where. Oh, I thought um, we were going to talk okay. about hell. We are. Oh, we're going to talk about hell. Yeah. They nice. Okay, so, if hell exists, okay. and you get to send, you're there. I'm there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey. I, and
1: you're at those gates. It's lucky I don't um, believe in it. Right.
0: But, yeah. And you get to send one last post it note to the world. It's just a post it note. It's only got so much room. Okay. What would you like it to say? Oh, be good.
1: <laughs> oh really? Okay. Well, if you can't be good. Be careful. <laughs> if hell, if hell really existed, and I was there, yeah, boy,
0: I guess you. That's so nice of you. You would like try like and give him a piece everybody. of advice. Oh. be good. Oh. That it, then that would make you an true. angel, and then you would oh. go up to the pearly gates. See,
1: that's, that's a nice thought. You're so smart. I would. Well, what would See? you? Do? What would you? If you were, What would your answer be? It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> well, you know wow I don't know so it must have been really good you and know, you know, I've had a good because while though. they're like pulling off your fingernails and no, no,
0: burning sh- you up for eternity okay that's not, not real right, that's, right. Not, right. that's oh, right. not real it's no. just fake it's fake I, Disneyland fire I that I you know. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well in that case it was totally
1: worth it, <laughs> <laughs> it would be mine <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: Life's good. Go out and have some fun. It is. Beagle. It's short. All right. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a little short. It is. And uh, that's our show for today, which oh. I don't, I have no idea if we went long, short, whatever. Thanks for listening. Thank you again, Hillary, for being here. Oh my gosh, what a and blast. And thank you for t- to Todd for watching the boys so she could come out and play. Yay, Todd. And uh, you can find me on Facebook as Sophie Venable. I'm not sure if in this episode we mentioned your band, but you got to look up Punch the Clown. Yeah, dude. On, look us up on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. And you can follow me on Twitter at talk, and you can find my book milf101 on amazon.com or you can go to goodreads and enter a little giveaway I'm giving away 20 copies for free and and I think you'll like it and it'll make you happy that's what I want I I just want you to read it and go like that makes me feel better and like I actually can make my life better
1: I can do something and it's not
0: as hard as I thought right so there you go so go out and have fun thank you everybody Bye bye bye